welcome to the Fast Messy Action Podcast with me, Camille Plews. I'm here to help business owners to have more freedom in all areas of their business, to have location independence and more family time. Here you'll find a blend of energetics, strategy and mindset with lots of stories and tips and tricks to help you grow your dream business while having lots of fun and actually getting stuff done, no matter what your commitments are outside of this business or how crazy your family life is. This is all about taking fast, messy, purpose-driven action to build your dream business and life. Hello, thank you so much for joining us today. So we have a guest speaker, Helen Thacker, who's come in to talk about her journey with her business. So Helen teaches people to basically stand out and sell online, and she's doing a fantastic job of it. She's got an amazing presence, but it hasn't always been this way. So Helen, please let us know more about you and your journey so far. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Camille. Hey, everybody. So Yes. Um, right now, as you said, I'm a sales and business coach. And really, I focus on helping, like I said, business owners, like you said, business owners to increase their sales. And um, I firmly believe that if you're building a business online, your content is your first piece of that puzzle. It's the marketing. Every single piece of content is a marketing opportunity. So what I help business owners to do is grow their sales by creating really standout content, having that really powerful personal brand message. Um, And really this came from, like you said, my journey to really this place in my 40s, I finally landed where I have gone from feeling very, very lost and very, very lacking in self-worth through to this finding my self-confidence and finding being who I am. And what I really love to do, and this is the purpose that I've recently, well, not recently, but in the last kind of year or so, really kind of deeply discovered the purpose behind what I do is because I want other women, particularly because I'm mainly my clients are women to feel so valued and seen. We all want to feel valued. We all want to have that purpose in life. And when you can find that, it really transforms everything. And I want to give people that confidence through their content, through something that is so impactful and through something that is authentically and fearlessly you. So that is really kind of where I'm taking my clients through with the content and the brand messaging and therefore obviously increasing their sales. But it came from my story. Absolutely. It came from my journey of going from feeling very unseen, very undervalued and lost in where I was going. And I really love to talk about this because I think that I well, I know I'm not alone. I know that there are lots of women out there, especially if you're a parent, you have that pause in your career tra- trajectory where you do often take that break, even if it is just for a short time, you become a mum and things shift and life changes. And it's like we were on this path and then we kind of get thrown sideways and we end up often on a completely different path. And it is very common, you know, from the conversations I've increasingly had where people really just don't know where they're going. What am I doing in life? What's my purpose? And we I think, you know what, it's a great point that because I think when you have kids, that is when you, you've got that time, you're, you're off on maternity leave, you've got that yeah. time, you sit back, you reflect and you think, what am I doing with my life uh-huh. like afterwards? It's that whole time, isn't it? And having with the kids. And I think that that makes you think about things differently as well, because you want to spend time with the kids. Yeah. 
Well, I knew when I deliberately, when I stopped, um, I mean, I can talk about my business journey and all the different businesses that I've had, if you like, but I knew when I had my kids, I was in a position financially, I was very fortunate to be able to take a five-year break. And I wanted to be that stay-at-home mom. But And I knew that the business I had before that I'd built was not going to be something I'd ever return to. So I was completely thrown off track. But I think it was more to do with, like, looking back now, I can connect the dots. But I've, I never knew what I wanted to do. I never kind of came out of school or even university thinking, right, I know I want to be a, I don't know, a lawyer or an accountant or whatever it was. I didn't have a vocation in mind. And because I had so kind of such lack of self-worth and because I'd felt so unseen because of my upbringing, I really felt like I didn't really feel worthy enough to kind of say what I, what it was that I wanted to do to like follow the path that I really wanted to follow. And I just kind of went on that path of the traditional route, like let's get married, let's settle down, have kids, get a good job, all those things yeah. that we get told to do. And I know that's quite cliche, but I really had no confidence within myself to really kind of dig deep and think, what is it that Helen really wants to do? What impact does she really want to make? And so I did feel very lost, really kind of, yeah, unhappy and stressed and yeah, Finally, in my late 40s, mid 40s, I have found the thing that I feel that I've been called to do, the thing that I am find, I am making an impact in the world. And it's so exciting. But I just want to encourage women that if you do keep moving forward and you do it in a way that is authentically and fearlessly you, you will get there. So, yeah, yeah. it's been a long journey. It's definitely been a long journey. With lots and that's of incredible. Things. You know, I, I think that as well, like you said, in your mid to late 40s is where you've like truly found your passion and you're stepping out there and you're doing such amazing things right now. You are helping so many women. It really doesn't matter how old you are. I'm working with clients. One of my clients now is in her 60s. It really doesn't matter. And I think that some people have got this idea in the head that, oh, I can't do this because it's too late. I've been a, a teacher, for example, for the last 20 years. I can't possibly change my career direction now. But you might have that in your head where you're thinking, well, you know what? I'm in my 40s. I can't do this. Of course you can. I'm working with people in the 60s who are doing this. Like, it doesn't matter how old you are. As long as you take the decision to you know, want to do this, as long as you're passionate about it, you can just go out and do anything you want. Yeah, for me, I think as well, and this is something that I've then found in conversations I've had with other women who felt the same. It's not so much that I feel like I'm incapable because I have started four businesses from scratch, you know, over again, literally from nothing. That's not my problem. That's not my issue. My issue is a mind, the mindset piece for me has always been, okay, wasted all this time why has it taken me till now and it's this sense of urgency that I've had to work on well I'm you know I'm 47 now I've only got like a shorter amount of time to achieve everything I want to achieve and so I think it's that level of pressure and that's something I've definitely kind of experienced myself and also I know the women experience but I know now looking back for a start, there was no way that I was ready to do what I'm doing now, even 10 years ago, let alone in my 20s. And when I look at the path of everything that I've done, all the businesses that I've built, all the jobs, experience that I've had, it's all led to this. And it makes yeah. complete sense. It really does. Exactly. Yeah. It's led to where you are now. Like you yeah. wouldn't be the person that you are now had you not built those other businesses. Yeah. And like we've got like a very similar background in the fact that we had other businesses before doing this. Yeah. And I 
could probably say the same, wasted a lot of time in an old business model and an old business that I grew to really hate. Mm-hmm. But it brought me to where I am right now. And it makes me so grateful mm-hmm. for what I'm doing now and the people I'm helping, the flexibility, the location independence, the passive income, the absolutely everything that's, mm-hmm. that my business is right now. Yeah. I think in a way it makes me more grateful for this because I've had other businesses that yeah, yeah. I grew to hate. So with your business right now, so let us know the direction that you're taking it. I mean, God, the sky isn't even the limit, is it? Like with, with everything that you are doing. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, so when I started my business, um, I knew that I wanted to create something that was really scalable because um, this is important to me. Like I've worked so hard for the last 20 years, you know, I've built two six-figure businesses from scratch, from the ground up. Like I've always loved my businesses, actually. I've always loved it. I've never kind of really hated it. I've never felt that. I've always taken so much from them. You know, I've had so much experience, so much of a learning curve. And one of the things that I have learned, particularly from my previous business, I was in network marketing full time, was that I wanted the autonomy of being able to run the day my way. And we talk about this in network marketing. It's something like it's a marketing piece and we hear this all the time. And I'll be honest, I'm going to let you into a secret if you don't already know this, but it really is not like that. In network marketing, the truth is, and one of my core values is integrity. And I'm always so honest, probably a bit too honest sometimes. (laughs) But I know that if you want to build a huge team, even when you get to the top in network marketing, there is no let up. And I was determined to build the coaching business right now in a way that was going to give me that ability to go another massage if I want, to go and take six weeks off if I want you know and I actually have done that you know I've actually achieved that I'm walking the walk we've just come back from a vacation and I said to my husband we're on this just for a quick short burst we wanted to have a bit of a break it was the first time in four years that I'd actually been able to switch my phone off completely without worry of my network marketing team you know they might need me you know there's that whole pressure So I was determined to build a business that was scalable. So I've put things in place. I've been really strategic. And this is one of the things that I coach and teach is the strategy, but the strategy that's right for you as well of having that offer suite in place where I can firstly put people in at whatever financial level they're capable of um, investing in. I'm not a believer in people going into debt just to change their lives. Oh, gosh, they feel yeah. comfortable. They have to have the right energy when they come into the program. They don't want to feel that panic and worry about what they've just invested mm-hmm. to get your knowledge. And so I really wanted to make sure I had that in place, but then create a couple of those. So I've got three core offers. Um, one is one-on-one, which obviously isn't scalable, but the other two are massively scalable. And this is really important to me. Um, I could have a thousand, you know, 10,000 people in these programs um, and be, you know, with the same amount of effort, I pretty much and the same kind of investments, sorry, overheads, I could pretty much get, you know, my, my income can grow and grow and grow exponentially. And I think a lot of coaches miss this piece, but it's something I was taught early on. But it's what's right for you. You have to build a business your way. So I yeah, have huge ambitions, but my ambition goes back to that impact that I want to make. I really want to help women feel valued. And I want to do that through helping them grow their sales, therefore helping them achieve the life they want, helping them have the experiences, the holidays, whatever it is that they want to 
achieve with their family, but also just to feel like they're making an impact themselves. And I love that when my clients come back to me and said, oh, I've got a new client and she's getting great results and I feel good. I'm like, yeah, doesn't it? Right. It's the best, isn't it? I think that that client results, when my clients say that to me as well, we've got a very, very similar, um, well, very similar values, very similar um, business setup and everything. And I think that when clients come back to me, and they say to me, I have done this, or I've been able to quit my job. I'm mm-hmm. now traveling with my family and my clients are getting these results. It's just incredible because it's not just the clients that you're helping, it's no. their clients as well. So it's like that whole ripple effect in the world. Like it if really you can is. help 10 people who go on to help 10, then that's mm-hmm. 100 people in the world mm-hmm. and their families yeah. who are better off. It's just incredible. It's so, makes you feel so purposeful. And another thing, it's not just about, the people that you are directly helping as well. And yeah, I know one of the things that I was saying yesterday, I was having a chat with my husband about, and I was down at the beach and every time I go down to the beach, I'm there with a black bag and I'm collecting things like plastics and bottles and things like that, that are washed up on the beach. But I've got the time to do that now. That's the thing. Like I've got the time to go down to the beach with plastic bags. So there's so many more purposeful ways when you've built a business like this, Mm-hmm. that allows you to have the freedom as well. So it's not like you glue to your laptop all these hours a day. Yeah. In you know, most business models in the coaching industry are set up in that way where you have to be online. You have to yeah. be on Instagram for like seven hours a day. You have to be there. Otherwise you don't get leads and clients. Yeah. Where when you set it up in this way that's more passive, it allows you to do other things as well. Like you yeah. can go out and you can do beach cleans like I do like twice a week. And I it's just, that. It's like the freedom as well, isn't it? So it's like purposeful in so many ways. It's just so, so incredible. Yes. I want to take it back just slightly, just rewind slightly, because I think people can relate to this. I know we had a chat before this discussion about the like lack of self-worth, confidence, and being held back by, by certain things of your upbringing as well. Let's take it a little bit back to that, because you were saying that you felt like a bit like unseen and undervalued in your upbringing, because I think a lot of people can relate to this if you can get to the point where you are now in your business and you felt all of these things before and some of the things that you went through, then if other people are in that position, then, you know, they can do it as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what, Camille, I don't ever really talk about this because it's quite a private, a personal thing, but it really, it is important to be honest. Yeah. I grew up in a house where I was definitely not like, I was, I was not the center of the attention. So I grew up with parents who it was all about them basically and the world revolved around making sure they were happy so yes they would say to me um and I had a great you know I had a very comfortable upbringing but emotionally I was like at the bottom of the heap um and it was all about making sure that they were happy and there was a lot of fear around that and I think a lot of people can relate to this because you might grow up and have been oh I want to be the good girl never going to get into trouble I don't want to make any fuss or cause any kind of problems so you kind of have that upbringing where you just shut up basically you're quiet you're good you get on with life and you don't ever really kind of speak up my parents always said to me, you know, you can go and be and do whatever you want. You know, we encourage you to do whatever you want. They invested in, you know, I went to a private school. It was, you know, I was very, very fortunate. But with that um, came this expectation, like I said earlier, that I would go to a good university. And I did. I went to Durham University, which is a great school, got a good degree. Um, And then I was expected to get like a corporate job, a job for life, you know, this solid, stable career, 
um, go and get married, settle down, blah, blah, blah. And I remember when I left university, I had no clue what I wanted to do. Um, I was like, I did the milk round, I did the graduate um, interviews. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I ended up applying to all these things. Like I went, applied to do a master's and stay on for another year, do some extra learning. I applied, funnily enough, Camille, I applied to be a teacher. Now look where <laughs> I've ended up now. <laughs> so I was the same at school because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. And when you do your work experience towards yeah. the end of school, I went into a school to be a primary school teacher. So that did was, I. I couldn't think of anything I that I wanted to do. I was like, I kind of want to teach, but oh, I don't want to be in a school. And I just, I was going round yeah. and round with this for such a long time, ended up in various different corporate jobs mm-hmm. to get to where I yeah. am. But it's, yeah, it's crazy, That's isn't right. it? How at such a young age... You have to figure it all out. Exactly. How are you supposed to know? Yeah. yeah, I just didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And um, along with kind of that upbringing of like, well, this is what you're doing. And I got this job. Um, I, I got a job, a graduate job. I went to work for a large supermarket chain as a buyer and then went on to be an accountant actually for PricewaterhouseCoopers. Um, but my parents were over the moon. It was not what I wanted to do. And they were like, well, you're doing it. There you go. Off you go. Um, it was not what I wanted to do at all. But along with that pressure to follow this path and just generally growing up in a house where I was not seen or heard and my own, like I wasn't allowed to have an opinion that went against the grain, yeah. um, was also at school, we we moved house. And so when I moved house at 12, we moved a long way away from where I was I brought up in the Northeast and we moved to Yorkshire and changed schools and I ended up actually being bullied at school and never settled in my entire high school so I had like no escape from home life really and school life wasn't great so I was very lost and felt very very unseen in general very like unheard had like no worth in the world had no ability to decide where I was going to go you know no wonder I had no idea and no conviction and no self-confidence because I'd never been taught to have a decision of my own and to go out and make it, whether that's right or wrong. I was never actually given that that practice. And so it really took me up. You know, I met my husband, thankfully, at university, and he kind of really changed everything for me. He's, you know, he's been like absolutely fantastic, such a support. And he was like, he's so supportive, like you do what you want. And he really helped me to set up my first business. But I remember when I... I set up my first business and I set up my um, actually went from being an accountant into financial recruitment because I'm much more people based. Oh my gosh, I used to work in financial recruitment. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. But I took that desk and built this business to six figures for somebody else and thought, right, if I can do that for someone else. And I went and worked from home and I built this myself to six figures. And when I did that, I remember people who knew me from my past said, you are the last person I thought would have done that. Like, where did that come from? And I had started to find my voice and started to find like this fearlessness. And this is the thing that's carried me through this fearlessness to do whatever I want. Um, like, and it's grown and grown and grown, obviously, over time. But this is the thing that served me because I've or I've never been afraid to start again never been afraid to like start from scratch with zero experience. Mm -hmm. I've always invested in coaching, in learning. I've always done the smart thing to be the best that I can be. 
at whatever it was that I was doing. And I'm like, I am pretty fearless. Like inside I was not, but on the outside, you know, I come across as high energy, feisty. I'm a bit too much for people. I'll be the one that goes and complains if something's wrong in the restaurant. My kids hate it. <laughs> like, But, um, you know, and I do it in a nice way, of course. And I'm soft and kind, but I am pretty fearless on the outside. But this, um, yeah, this, this, this fearlessness to start again is what has brought me to where I am now. And it has taken, definitely taken time to go from that point of, yeah, feeling valued. And, you know, there's still work to be done, Camille. Absolutely. There still always is. Done, yeah. um, on like other people's perceptions, particularly like my parents, you know, there's still, still things there. But um, it's always the thing as well with parents, yeah. because with this type of business, you can't see the things that you've got, like everything's digital, everything's online. And I remember closing down. They've got no idea. They don't understand it. They don't want to. (laughs) I remember closing down my old business and I had a warehouse, like a huge warehouse full of stocks or loads of clothes, shoes, bags, everything that I would sell on my Shopify stores, on Etsy, Amazon, like everywhere. Um, I had so much coming in every day, huge bags and boxes at the roller shutter doors at the end. And I had huge amounts going out. I had Royal Mail collections. I had all sorts that were going out every day. And it was just like very much lots in, out, in, out. And you could see all of the products that I had. You could see it. It was all there right in front of you. You could see the shops online. You could see everything. Mm-hmm. But with this business, I remember having a conversation with my mom in the early days. And she's like, but you've got nothing to show for what you've yeah. got. I'm like, yeah, but this business is amazing. This is doing so well. And it's flexible. Yeah. And I can be abroad, wherever I am, and still mm-hmm. run business. And, and it's brilliant. And she's like, yeah, but what have you got to show for it? I can't see anything. I'm like... Uh-huh. There's no physical products, but it's just, yeah, yeah it can be quite hard to for them to, to understand what we're doing, can't yeah. it? Digital, digitalization of, of business. Yeah, they, yeah. yeah, they don't understand anyway. <laughs> I, know. Well, I love, you know what, your journey, it's going to inspire so many people because it doesn't matter how many businesses that you've had before. And it's so funny listening to you when you said, oh, I've set up a desk in financial recruitment. And oh, that is so similar. So I did the same. So I used to work with a lot of the accounting businesses like PricewaterhouseCoopers. I used to work with a lot of those. And I set up my own desk Mm -hmm. um, in Teesside. And it was the first desk that was set up for, it was for read accountancy. Yeah. And grew it to multiple six figures. And it's one of those things. I always remember them saying this. And I remember having a really good month, one month. I remember bringing in, it was about £30,000 onto my, because I recruited for temporary staff. Yeah. Got into my temps desk. It was a 30 grand month. Some of my temps got taken on permanent. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I remember the month after it dipped down to about 15. And I remember being told by my area manager, you're only as good as your last month. Don't think oh. that you're not, you know, don't think that we won't ever get rid of you if you don't get your desk back up to 30. It was that pressure all oh, the time. Yeah. And I remember being feeling so undervalued in that job, no matter how much you were doing for them. Yeah. It was never enough. No, it was never I know. enough. I know. So true. And it's that it's being independent as well. You know, you, you are smart. I'm smart. If you have the skills, you know, being like, what can you do with them? Think about it. And one of the things I really want to say to your listeners as well is to recognize the skills that you do have, because it made no, this is something I've really just realized recently. It's like a light bulb moments. I've had so much growth over the last sort of six to nine months, but the like looking back and thinking, right. Okay. So I know I'm really good at what I do. I am really good at sales. I'm really good at creative language and content and helping people stand out. 
But where did this come from? And why, you know, that imposter syndrome we all feel. So who am I to do that? And actually, I would love your listeners to look back and think the same way that I did. Hang on a second. I've been in sales for 19 years. I've, you know, set up my own financial recruitment business, took that to six figures. That was all sales and all client work. Yeah. You know, then I've moved. I had a wedding cake business in between. That was from scratch. It won awards. I've, you know, again, I've learned so much there. Next step, network marketing, leadership, online sales, getting my head and like my skills and expertise around social media. I'm obsessed with social media and that's why I do what I do. And then, you know, again, it's been sales. So and all the way through looking after a team, looking after my clients, and I, I've looked back and actually recognized that that expertise in myself and actually unapologetically said, I am freaking good at this. You know, I am yeah. good. And this is why I serve my clients. And I think I would love your listeners if they're questioning, perhaps they've got that imposter syndrome. Why am I here? Why am I? Am I good enough? Yes, you are. Look back at everything you've done in the past. And it might not be in a job or a business. It could just be things you've experienced as, you know, a family member or volunteer work or something that you've done. There are definitely things that you have put into your tool belt along the way, and you should absolutely celebrate them, shout about them and tell your audience online why you are so qualified and uniquely qualified to do what you're doing for sure. Because that is something I definitely held back from saying to the world. And no, hang on a minute. Good at what yeah. I do. You're great at what you do, Camille. You know, you've got to tell the world that and don't be afraid because we want to have that confidence in a coach, want to buy from someone who has that, you yeah. know, unarrogant, but confidence in their skills. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm very much like you. Like we're having this conversation yeah, I know. very similar, um, but I'm very much like you where I held back for so long because I think it does stem from growing up where you don't want to shout about yourself. You don't want to say, I'm yeah. the best at this. And yeah. When I worked for Reed Accountancy, I won awards for growing the desk so big yeah. in such a short space of time. I think it was like the fastest growing desk that Reed had seen in however crazy. long. It yeah. was crazy. And we went down to London. We were in the Landmark Hotel. I put on this swanky dinner for us and we won awards. And it was amazing. And all of this, yeah, I refused, <laughs> if you like, or held yeah. myself back from standing up and saying, hey, I'm mm. really good at sales because... For mm-hmm. me, I think attaching the word sales made it yeah. kind of feel a bit like a car salesman, like a Nikki yeah. kind of word where really it's not that at all. It's relationships and it's just talking to people and being you and offering a service and like people need the service anyway. So a lot of it does stem from us growing up to not yeah. shout about how amazing we are at these things that we yeah. can do. And our culture, I think, as well. as Yes. Right? We our are culture. so reserved, like, I don't want to show off. I don't want to be the big head, you know, I'm yeah. just I'm doing really well. Thank you very much. <laughs> Absolutely. But that is all that whole, that's that mindset piece of like looking at what other people think of you and really being unafraid about other people's opinions. Yeah. This is where my purpose journey really started. Last summer, I had this light bulb moment. I suddenly thought, how much longer is this ridiculous thing going to go on where I am worried about people's opinions? And I was like, I think you got a glass of wine, Camille, and the best (laughs) after that. And I was like, this is crazy. This is absolutely ridiculous. Like, this is so stupid. I cannot go on any more years in my life worrying about what other people think. And I was like, that's it. That's it. Literally in that moment, Friday night, it was last summer, that's it. Yeah. And that it's was a decision, when it was, isn't it? It is a decision. 100%. I mean, I know it takes time sometimes. It does. Um, 
and work especially if happens where you might get trolled I remember when my feature in the sun went out and then I had somebody get in touch with me on messenger <laughs> swearing at me to say oh. what do you effing want a medal um yeah. oh my goodness really word I was like oh nice. my gosh and that did knock me back a bit because yes. I think it was the one of the the first biggest trolls in this business if you like yeah well, since then I've had various stuff said to me but now yeah. it's like water off a duck's back exactly. but I think there's always going to be something there's going to be like a new thing mm-hmm. that somebody might say to you online that may I don't know like make you take a, take a step back but then you grow from that at the same time you have time. to grow that thick skin don't you you really oh, do. yeah and but these things can knock us you know someone can just say something and it like oh yeah. Feels a bit oh, sick for the next absolutely. few hours, you know. It's that's human, but yeah. Um, yeah, you're so right. It's um, hey, look, if you are getting trolled and you're getting that, you you've made it as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. There's always people out there that have got an opinion as well, but the thing is, as well, their opinion is not going to grow your business. So right. you've just got to like put the blinders on and be like, right, I'm doing this anyway, regardless of what people think. And there are always going to be more people that say great things about you yes. than the negative people. Yeah, focus on that. Yeah. The other thing I love, someone said to me years ago is, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't give it five minutes. So true. Oh, yes, I love that. And if it's not going to matter next week, then why worry about it today? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. This has been such an amazing conversation, Helen. Let people know where they can find you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Camelia. I've loved this. So much fun. So the best place to find me is on Instagram at Helen Thacker. But I also would love to invite your listeners over to my Facebook community. It's like really engaged, full of other entrepreneurs. It's a great place to just come and network um, and just be around those people. Same name as my podcast. It's the Purpose, Potential and Power Facebook group. Um, but yeah, I'd love to invite you all over there. So um, yeah, thank you so yeah. much. I'll put the links to those in the show notes as well below. But thank you so much for coming in and sharing your amazing, amazing story. And yeah, if anybody at all wants to get in touch with Helen, you'll find the links below in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening today. And thank you, Helen, for coming on. Thank you, Camille. Thank you. Bye for now.